the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Air on. Power on. It's time to take your place on the starting grid and get ready for Racer Radio. Your host, Dave Stahl, about to take you for a white-knuckled lap around the motorsports industry, covering everything from top-notch national drivers and crew chiefs right down to your local kid racers and racetracks. Watch for the apex, because here comes Racer Radio with Dave Stahl. All right, folks, welcome. Racer Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. This segment is brought to you by Black Forest Motorsports. If you've got a BMW, Mini Cooper, or a Porsche, and you're looking for a dealer alternative, Black Forest is a great place to go. We're 40 years experience, and if you want to go a little quick around the track, they can do that for you as well. Go to blackforestautomotive.com. That's blackforestautomotive.com. Well, who have you got today, oh, young boy. lady? Well, the topic today is two wheels and some serious speed, mm-hmm. like Bonneville, El Mirage, even Isle of Man speed. And I think the common thread here is racer Sunny Angel. Yeah. Uh, to my right, I have younger, younger brother <laughs> of Sunny Angel. Right? And uh, no slouch <laughs> himself uh, clocked at well over 200 miles per hour. Oh, just a little bit over. Wait a minute. You need to grab that microphone <laughs> and, uh, right there. while he finds the microphone there to my left. And they just put it right to your, like that when you're talking. Okay. Perfect. Uh, and to my left, uh, we have a gentleman who is archiving thousands of photos uh, that span decades of Sunny Angel and his friends and competitors. So please welcome Donnie Angel and Mark Brush. Good, 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 good. Well, that's one of the things that, that Brittany and I like to do. You know, what you're doing from a photo archive, we like to get the, these gentlemen and ladies on and get a audio, you know, and then we're, Perfect. yeah, because we will do it with just about anybody and everybody. And she's got some uh, motorcycle, uh, Marty Tripp, for example. Marty Tripes, yep. Marty mm-hmm. Tripe that mm-hmm. we got. And who are some of the other Lars ones? Larson. Lars Larson. legend, yes. And it's so much Tomahawk. fun, yep, to get these guys in here and the girls and and tell stories, you know, and, and because I do what? Six hours of radio? Yeah, a lot. Sometimes, you know, well, you know, it goes by like a (laughs) nanosecond, just unbelievably fast. So, and uh, it's your brother, Sonny? Oh, yeah. Quite a reputation right along with you. Uh, Well, no, I don't have much of a reputation compared to him. Absolutely. uh, uh, And I never really knew how famous a person he was, you know, until, because I just worked, you know, he put me in the back and make me work. (laughs) So that's all he did was work. You so know? you turned the wrenches, and he, I turned and the wrenches he rode and, and took the glory. No, he rode and took the glory, and he took the money, too. Oh! <laughs> Tell we us how didn't. you really feel, Donnie. Yeah, he was right. smarter but, than me. But I'm not bitter. Yeah. yeah, but I'm not bitter. Oh, no, 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 I'm not bitter. So how old were you when you, when you first started racing? 
Oh, well, uh, I started going to a motorcycle shop when I was 12 years old. Okay. Right. And so... Uh, so that's been a while. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. And so... <laughs> just look at him. <laughs> uh, I, I, I kind of... Well, I was never really much of a racer, but I just kind of dabbled in it a bit. So in, Do you the, like in the 60s... Did you like wrenching better than racing? No, I still don't like wrenching. Everything I've got's broken, and I'm getting fixed. Oh my goodness! Well, isn't that normally the way yeah. it is? Yeah, I, mean, I think so. Yeah, it's like yeah. the dentist kids yeah. all have bad. I'm going to get around right. to it someday. Yeah, um, that, yeah. Sticker. I enjoy racing, uh, and it's uh, uh, it's it's pretty rewarding. But it's mostly the people yeah. that you meet yeah. in the racing community. You yeah. know, you think, yeah, hey, I'm pretty good. And then a girl goes by you. Wow, man. I mean, this, it's, I it's, it's a machismo racing I thing, you know. know. Yeah, there's a little okay. bit of that. Okay, so I got a motorcycle story. I see what you think of it. So <laughs> you've heard of a guy by the name of Duhamel? Uh, Yvonne. Yeah. 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 French kinda, guy. Pretty good rider. Yeah. <laughs> Very serious. Not anything like you. Super <laughs> serious. I mean, and I'm at uh, Auto Club Speedway or Fontana, and the super bikes were there, you know, the big GP bikes. Uh-huh. And I'm interviewing him, you know, and, and I can't get this guy to smile. I can't get him <laughs> to chuckle. I can't. Now, granted, it's race day, so okay, it makes sense. So I says, hey, have you ever found that device that's on a motorcycle that when you fall off, it's like a gyro that hunts you down and tries to poke holes in you. He laughed so hard. He says, I've been looking for that part for years. I can't seem to find it. Yeah. And then he wanted to know if I'd get on the back of his bike and we'd go down the straightaway at about a buck seventy-five and take turn one. I said, No. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. So what got you into land speed? Uh well, my brother. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that uh uh, he started the land speed stuff um, with his friend Dave Owen. He went to Bonneville in nineteen fifty four. Yeah, fifty four. Uh, yeah, fifty four. And, and uh, uh, so uh, Dave's Harley would only run about a hundred uh, miles an hour, a hundred and two miles an hour, or something like that. So somebody says, "Well, my Vincent will go faster than that." So the next year, he brought his Vincent back. And I guess it went that year 144 miles an hour. 144.69. Yeah, okay. That's why he's the archive. Yeah, that's he, why I, you yeah. brought him, right? Yeah. He can remember all that stuff. I remember I got to carry my driver's license around well, my wallet so I know can, my name. You so, can guess, no one's going to know. So, yeah. one of the neat things about it was the fact that Sonny worked at the Vincent factory in England in 1950 yes. and brought lightning parts back with him, with uh, which he put in the motor. That's why he, he, he smuggled uh, them back in his suitcase. That's why he yeah. was able to run the speed that he did. Yeah. And he brought back a set of uh, uh, cycle engineering taps and dies, and it weighs about 25 pounds, and I've still got them. Really? Yeah, yeah they're really cool. And if you ever decide you don't want them anymore, donate them to the auto museum. They no, the, I don't, they don't get them. They have the second largest <laughs> motorcycle display down there, and if you haven't been, you need to go. Uh, the auto museum down the, by Aaron's the Bish, The Bishop yeah. guys used to run uh, it. Yeah, but they're not running it anymore. Yeah, I don't know who's running it, but I haven't gone in a long time. Uh, my friend... Uh, uh, Mike Madigan has a bunch of motorcycles mm-hmm. in there, yeah. Right. So he's a good guy. But anyway, that I well anyway talking about the Vincent. Yeah, the uh, is that what your brother Vincent. raced? The mainly mainly was Vincent's. Well, yeah. he lands for land speed racing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but Bert Monroe came over. You don't know Bert. Monroe. He stayed with Bert Monroe. Stayed with Sonny and Donnie. 
Yeah. Well, because he never yeah. had any money, he couldn't afford to stay in a hotel. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> if you but watch anyway, the now, movie. Right, no, it's a Burt Monroe story. He came over to pick Sonny's brain because Sonny had been to Bonneville. So it must have been in like 1956 or something that mm-hmm. he came over. And so anyway, uh, Sonny was living down at the motorcycle shop, and so Bert couldn't stay there because he only had one little bunk. So <laughs> we lived out in El Cajon. So Bert came out to our house in El Cajon, and he stayed in the house. Well, my dad was in Alaska working on the dew line, so I don't know what Bert was doing. But <laughs> anyway, he, he smiled a lot. <laughs> he smiled a lot. He was so. Uh, but I was. I think I was like eleven years old, ten years old, or something. But uh, in the movie, uh, what's the world's the fastest Indian? Indian. Yeah. World's fastest yeah. Indian. They had a, a, a green fifty-two Chevrolet. That's right. Well, it wasn't green. It was brown. So uh, he drove us around El Cajon because my mom liked to go nurseries and yeah. you know get plants and stuff like that. So he'd drive us around in the car. Well, my mom was um, my mom was in the front seat and me and my two sisters were in the back seat. And we'd giggle and laugh because he was driving on the wrong side of the road. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah uh, that's right. And then I had an army surplus tent. And I don't know where I got that tent, but anyway, it was out in the backyard. And uh, I tried to put it up because, you know, 11 year old kid, and this tent weighed, I don't know, it was a big army surplus yeah, sure. tent. So I get one pole up, and then I go around and I get the other pole, and the tent falls down on top of me. And yeah. so. No, keep talking. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, oh, anyway, Bert cut a bunch of little stakes, and he put the, uh, put the tent up, and uh, I lifted it up until it rotted uh, away. <laughs> uh, Did, he but anyway, Did he sleep in it? No, I just hung no, out did, in it. No, did Bert oh, no, sleep. no, no. He was in the house. Oh. <laughs> I slept outside. You know, so, oh, yeah. I see yeah. how that It goes. was a eucalyptus forest, and so uh, I kind of you know hung out in the eucalyptus forest. And he's got a picture of Sonny out in the eucalyptus forest when he was getting ready to go to England to go to work at the Vincent factory. Uh, and uh, so anyway, that has nothing to do with the land speed racing. <laughs> well, but you know what? But we got to take a break, See unfortunately, because we got to pay bills. We okay. will be right back. Okay, you always pay bill. I know. You don't okay. got any money. This is Racer Radio, <laughs> FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to Racer Radio. FM 961 oh. AM 1170. <laughs> the answer. This segment is brought to you by El Cajon Ford, where nobody, absolutely nobody, takes better care of you than El Cajon Ford. I'll tell you what, if you're looking for newer use, inventory is a little tight, but there is some down there. They do such a good job with Ford. They do send them inventory, plus used as well. And they support Barona Speedway. Yes. In fact, we have Dirt Dude on the line. I think he's. Oh, is he's, he? Oh, he didn't. No. Okay, cool. Well, so it's you had opening. A big- Opening Sorry. day next weekend. You had a big segment on KUSI yesterday. Had a big segment. Yeah. Wasn't that a, did you see it? I'll oh, send it to you. Yeah, the Baldwins were on. I saw that. There, the little guy comes up. He says, do you know how many races I've won so far? <laughs> no. How many? 38. What? That's what I said. So I Holy says, we'll cow. get in touch with Brittany and we'll get you back on wow. the radio. But yeah. So so their opening uh, race is this April Saturday. 2nd, April 2nd. Practice, Practice on Friday. April, on Fool's Day. April Fool's Day. Uh, yeah, and it doesn't cost anything to spectate on Friday. So if you just want to come up, kick the tires, 
Uh, and you're more than welcome to go to baronaspeedway.com. Gates open at three. Yep. Racing starts at six. We used to say five, but it was posted six yeah. now. Well, so d- just be there early. And national be ready. anthem. Are you driving this? this I Saturday? plan on racing on Saturday. Have Haven't you, been in the car for a while. Have you talked to the crew? We're good. We're ready. Are you going to go Friday? Um, that probably not. Okay. Probably not. It's going to be. So crowded. I might come up. <laughs> Sounds like a road trip. So maybe I'll maybe I'll come up and help in the pits if I know where you pit because I never know. Yeah, where you pit. have you been to the Barona pits? I have. You now you were talking about even back when they did flat track, right? <laughs> that you were you'd been out there. Yeah, Barona. I, I, talk to the mic. I raced it. Oh, talk to the mic. Hey, how are you doing? I raced at Barona on <laughs> my fiftieth birthday. Did, did the microphone and, uh, just scare Donnie? It literally what? did. <laughs> But I didn't so, know they raced motorcycles. Yeah, they did flat yeah, track. Yeah, yeah, a long time a ago. Yep. Yeah. yeah. They used to on a, on a three eighths mile. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now this is not a well, lot. Let's go oh. back to your first bike. Here we go. A nineteen fifty one. No, 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 no. Nineteen fifty four Capronivitz. No, that's the other one. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about the first one. The first one is they built it for me in the motorcycle shop in nineteen sixty one, and that was my first road bike. Well, Sonny patted me on the back and. And said, "Well, we'll see you tomorrow." And that's how I learned how to ride a motorcycle. Pretty oh, sure wow. it was a it was a DKW. I wobbled all the way home. Was it a DKW? Oh wow! The oh no, the DKW was a dirt bike. That's not that was that was my first motorcycle. I still got the, the key. Very I don't have first. the motorcycle yeah. anymore. Yeah, very. It's a, uh, a Diclossen's Flungen Wonder. What? That's what it means. It means the little wonder. Oh, it's they just that's what the DKW out. stands yeah, for. Yeah, it's like DKW Auto Union, which is now Audi. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Write write it down. Oh, I know. Oh, I was a big motor. My dad raced for Harley Davidson flat track. Oh, wow. Used to call him Iron Wrist. Yeah. Did he race in San Diego? No, he raced up and down the state of California. Oh, okay. And in fact, when I was a kid, I grew up with the Hell's Angels. Oh boy! And I thought that everybody had motorcycles in their front room, and everybody drank beer. And it's a good place to keep. Yeah, don't they? That's what I thought. Yeah, you know? I, they still do. <laughs> I know. Everybody that's anybody I, does. I know. <laughs> and, and nowadays, I have his motorcycles in my front room. So you have motorcycles in your I front do. room? I do. I've got there, three in the house. That's what, how many? Three. Three. Did you say in the house? Uh, two in the house. That's mine, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. It's Art. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Are two of them, my, two we, of them we, are mine, aren't they? <laughs> he doesn't even know where his motorcycles <laughs> well, are. How many do you own totally? Um, I don't own Do they any. Have to be they complete? all own me. Okay. <laughs> they own me. <laughs> uh, I've got about, uh, probably th- about a dozen. Okay. And they're all kind of unusual. Yeah, well, of course. See, now that'd be so fun to to do some, I, I, we're going to do some video on you. Have you <laughs> yeah. ever been to a, do- a Dofo winery? I have. Oh, with the uh, with the yeah. Ducati single collection up there, yeah. Have you yeah. taken him up there? I don't I've know if never. You've been there I haven't not. gone up there yet. Uh, that uh, I need you to can take spend him. all uh, his day son's there. running the place right. now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Son and yeah. uh, son and sister. Two sisters and two the, sisters uh, yeah. and the brother. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. they've got. Uh, we've had them on radio, and they're just as much fun as you. Yeah. <laughs> they're passionate. <laughs> they're Argentine, aren't they? Uh, yeah, they're Argentine. They, All they I know, they drink a lot of wine. That's yeah, okay. the only thing that's, I can tell you. What an amazing way to live. And they'll yeah. do a podcast and yeah. start at five. Like a happy hour. And then by the time the podcast is over, they're on the floor. 
Huh. They're definitely done with a bottle. Oh, yeah. or a two yeah. or a three. Yeah. And, I'm pretty oh, yeah, sure it's... they definitely know who Sonny was because he was Ducati singles mostly back in the beginning. A lot of Ducati yeah, singles. Yeah, I sent a picture. I saw yeah. a picture that you posted. Thank you. We have to talk about his Facebook page that he's, Let's do he's it. putting oh, together. Oh, for Sonny? Yeah, and it had his old and his new word. So you Ducati. got uh, on Facebook, you. it's uh, Sonny Angel American Legend. And then on Instagram, it is Sonny Angel Archives. Okay. And it's a lot and of photos and a lot of history. It's and amazing. And a lot of Donnie, too. This is the picture I'm... That's Donnie. Yeah. yeah. With a, a brand a really new... Good job. Brand uh, new yeah, 916. Uh, down to motorcycle Okay, Sonny shop. Angel... American... Sonny Angel Archives on Instagram and Sonny Angel American Legend on Facebook. It is so good. This I... one belonged to Lee Rayner. Oops, oh. it's gone now. Uh-oh, you're swiping me right. Yeah, and you have to talk to the mic. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, I so that know. picture's Donnie. I think that was 95 <laughs> at the shop, but a brand new 916 and uh and what year 750 was that? Sport. What year was that? 95-ish? That was Something the first like that, year for yeah, the 1995, I think. So, uh, yeah. That's when the 916 came out. Yeah. Really, really pretty. That was a Sophia Lorna nice. motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> I had a uh, 1100 Monster that Ducati gave oh, me. Wow. Oh, yeah. Those are fun. And they gave me nothing. Well, they gave grief. it to me. They gave you grief. Three weeks later, they called me and they said, you either bring it back. <laughs> oh, they didn't. Or Damn it. we're going to send oh, you goodness. an invoice. What do you have a choice? Oh, I uh, thought they was going to send uh, uh, one of the collectors to come yeah. and get it. Yeah. No, I, I'm lucky enough. I'm truly lucky. Did you see that real pretty Porsche sitting Oh, my out there? gosh. Oh, yes. the one that I bumped into? The one you bumped into. Well, I drive a different vehicle every week because the manufacturers give them to me. I talk about them on the radio, and then they give them to me, and they give them to me. How clever. Yeah, I know. It's it's a really... A Sounds sl- like a good job to have. Well, I was a service manager in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. All those cars were crap. Yeah. So everybody yelled at me. So the good Lord just said to repay me, oh. I get a new vehicle every week to drive. Yeah. And it's I'm keeping my 1975 Dodge van because it's been to Bonneville 13 times. Yeah, but it's fallen apart according to you and the green just got a little bit of rust on it 75 is probably the worst year to buy a vehicle it sheds i didn't i didn't didn't buy it in 1975 you didn't no oh you don't have that kind of money no my uh, my brother bought it oh (laughs) he bought everything my other brother no not my other brother (laughs) Ah. yeah so that's crazy but you know i only joke because i was a service manager in 75 was a terrible year for cars Back to the yes. Facebook page, yes. please. <laughs> Thank you. Just because I really would like to encourage people to check it out. The Sunny Angel American Legend is the one I was checking out. Mm-hmm. And there are so, not only are there beautiful pictures, but you give a nice explanation. And Lots I, of research. Yeah. I, Lots I can of help tell from him, too. That's awesome. To put it down while you still remember it. So his memory's still working? <laughs> yeah. It does yeah. still work. Oh, yeah. What? You're just, what? it's yeah. tough to recall quickly on a radio yeah. sometimes. Well, the well, kick, quick, what, go ahead. What's pretty amazing is Sonny was around motorcycles from like 1937 all the way up until 2015 and always had a camera. No, wait a minute. Yeah. He he wanted, when he was 12 years old, he wanted a motorcycle shop. And so he lived in Tennessee and he would hitchhike to Nashville to buy motorcycle magazines. And he probably, what? They may still be some of them in his archives. <laughs> he kept everything. He's kept everything. And your point? My point, well, I don't know he what the point. He has 12,000 pictures he's trying to post. Yeah. That's, yeah. That could be he one of your points. He was around motorcycles. He wanted a motorcycle shop when he was 12 years old. And so he not only keep everything, but parts that I needed to fix a motorcycle, he'd take them home because he wanted to keep them. Uh, <laughs> so, so, yeah. so what do you suppose made him at the age of 12? Because things happen to people that make them want to do things at certain ages. 
So at the age of 12, I mean, there was no movies to speak of, but what turned him on? He might have seen a motorcycle magazine or something like that. He uh, he saw a motorcycle that had a a gear on the front wheel, and it had a a speedometer that Uh ran off the front wheel. And I guess it just... Clicked. Intrigued, Clicked, yeah. 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 And so, uh, you know, being from Tennessee, you know, you kind of... You know, yeah, well, there is that, you know, too. Yeah, wanted to go somewhere and do something. Somewhere else. Somewhere else, yeah. <laughs> Which he did end up buying his own motorcycle Yeah, shop. well, he yeah. joined the Navy when he was 15. So him and his sister <laughs> him and his sister took the Bible, and they got a, a light bulb, and they put the light bulb on the... They wrote their name in there when they were born, you know, when they made yeah. up when he was born. And so they put, took oh. the light bulb and burnt the pages so they looked old, you know. And he took that in so he could get yeah, the Yeah, he Navy took the Bible yeah. into the recruiter. It's, and just, it's yeah, still, we, we couldn't figure out whether he was born in 25 or 27. Oh. <laughs> because half of the documentation on everything says one of the two years. Well, oh, what they used, the racers used to tell me, I would ask them, you know, when I first started interviewing people, I don't do this anymore. I'd say, so how old are you? He says, are you interested in me driving or are you interested in me or you want my real age? Oh. Yeah, because they would never tell yeah. their real yeah. age. Yeah. Because yeah. if they're too old, that could be a, a prerequisite to, eh, sorry, we're not going to, we don't need you because you're too old, you're over the hill type thing. Yeah. Wow. I'm old enough to put the pedal to the metal. Yeah. <laughs> and you're st- are you still racing? Uh well, uh, 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 not right now, but uh, in uh, well, I don't mean no, May. El Mirage. Oh, yes, well, just say yes. Uh, you know, but but uh, if somebody hands we start, you a we start in May. Yes, Our a season right. land speed racing starts right. in in May, and so I don't have my motorcycles together. Uh, I'm working doing? on the Moto Guzzi. And what are you I'm, doing? That's a what? typical day. I'm we working all on the burn. We we all do that. Wait till the last second. No, I'm getting ahead of the game on this. For this, gotta, this time. This time. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to put it together and take it up and run it on Randy Nelson's dyno. Okay, uh, to see what you got out yeah. of it? Uh, no, just to get a benchmark. Uh, he's a uh, he's the president of the San Diego Roadster Club, mm-hmm. and he also does uh, motorcycle crash research for the National Transportation right. and Safety National Board. Highway, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. NSTS, kind of yeah, right. Yeah, those guys. Yeah. And so, uh, anyway, and then I want to get my NSU running because uh, uh, NSUs used to have 21 land speed racing records. Right. It was the first motorcycle to go over 200 miles an hour in 1955. Right. And that's a sad story because they were coming back in 1956 to do some more records, and the motorcycles were on the Andoria. And so it's down no the bottom kidding. of the ocean. Yeah, someplace. And the the guy that was going to race the motorcycle, it wasn't it wasn't a Mueller. It was the other guy. He was on the airplane, and the airplane crashed. And so they quit racing that year. Yeah. Oh, said, and know, that was the end of that. That right? was the end of that. Yeah. Wow. So uh, there's there's a whole bunch of, of to the land speed racing thing that I don't really know. Uh, I just go out there and I'm scared. So you know, I'm trying to figure it out, but. Our mantra is safety first. Right. That's what we do. Safety first, then go racing and have fun. Right. And go fast. Right. Uh, so, um, so far I've been, uh, I, I started at the top of the uh, pyramid. I got a ride in a streamliner, which is what most yeah. people, they work right, up right, toward right, getting right. a ride in a streamliner. Well, I was uh, Don Vesco's understudy. So he. Uh, Don Vesco's cool. Yeah. yeah, he was, and I didn't really know him real well because 
He had a Yamaha shop in El Cajon. We right. had a Yamaha shop in National City. Well, uh, Vesco was a smart guy. So you'd take him apart and, 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 and raise the compression on yeah. him, make it. And so people would just go, you know, they'd go to Sonny's and ride the Yamaha. And, uh, yeah, that's a nice motorcycle. And then I said, well, I'll go to Vesco. They went to Vesco's and ride his. And, that was, man, that was, was really fast, <laughs> you know. So they would buy them from him instead of us. But, you know, we said Well, that's okay. But when they broke, they brought them to you, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. You're listening to Racial Radio. Okay, okay. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You are listening to Racial Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, this segment is... Let me just do this really quick, like, because... Paris Auto Speedway. Fast, fast, fast half-mile track. If you've never been there, man, you have got to go to Paris Auto Speedway. It is so much fun. And with that, we have a very, very special guest, uh, Chuck Becker, who drives the only convertible super stock at Paris. I didn't think they did that. So he's on the phone. Hey, Chuck, how's it going, buddy? (laughs) That's I'm legal. Really good. How about you? How do you get away with doing? I mean, they did convertible cars, you know, with Daytona and you know the NASCAR guys, but I didn't know you could do that legally. That's what I would do. I'd get fresh air coming in. Well, you know, the whole thing is, um, I like to flirt with the gray areas of the rules that really don't really matter, right? <laughs> Ooh, what other areas? I wonder. And- Who does it? Right. And well, when we were looking at the rules and we were building this thing, I kept looking at it. And the only place that it said you had to, that anything about a roof was it said you needed to run numbers on your roof. Well, I don't think if you have a roof, you don't have to run numbers on your roof. Oh you just God. have them on the door. So, you know, <sighs> it's kind of an iffy thing. Now, what did they say when you rolled cool. into tech? They had to have said something. <laughs> they actually, they said, do you have arm restraints? And and I actually do because of the little sprint cars that I race sometimes. Uh And I I actually started wearing them way back in the 80s when when any time that I ran um, open wheel cars or without a roof. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they only said you have to put numbers there. Now I know you have a minimum weight. Unless you're chubby, how do you compensate for no roof? Well, the roof really doesn't weigh it's that much, and it really doesn't take up that much room anyway. So oh, okay. Just one panel. There, so yeah. maybe five pounds. Oh, well, then, then then you're good to go. And this just makes it easier for my big old rear to get in and out of the <laughs> Is that how you get See? in and out, the top? Yeah, you go through the top. Like the sprint cars. I, most, of the, most of the time, I actually go through the side oh. because the, the minimum uh, width of the car, believe it or not, is 78 inches. Oh. And we built the car 77 and three-quarter inches wide, and we moved all of it over to the left, um, so I actually have more room on that side of the car. Gotcha. <laughs> How long have you been racing? Um, let's see. Started in 79. Oh, wow. Uh, a long time? Yeah, yeah, long time. I don't want to do the math. Yeah, I don't either. A long time. Do you mainly uh, race Paris, or do you race all up and down the state? Um, I used to race kind of all over the place, and now I've pretty much just been racing at Paris, and then every now and then I'll venture out. Or I run the little cars up at Wheel to Wheel in Victorville once in a while. It's oh, okay. John Aiden's thing. All right. Wow. So. This Saturday are you racing coming up? I am racing this Saturday and spent all day out in the shop yesterday trying to find that extra 
maybe fifth or five five hundredths of a second that's really tough to get. It, it, it's probably under your so, bench. Right. Well, it might be. We mixed it up a little bit last week for the lead, and, and I just needed a little bit of forward drive, so we're trying to find it. Uh-huh. And uh, so we're hopeful. So where are you racing? Paris? Are you racing at Paris? I am racing at yeah. Paris. Yes. We've had the car out twice now, and we've got a second and a fourth in it. So yeah. it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> How long have you been running this class? Um, two races. Oh, <laughs> oh! So you're okay. so you're brand new in this Fourth car. Fourth and second, first time in this division. Wow! Yes, good. I was running. I was running the modified for a while, and I've been running an open motor, and that's kind of because I'm kind of a dinosaur and hard headed. But the the reality of it is, without a crate, you're just not going to really compete most yeah. of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, but I, I get where you're coming from. You know, I mean, you like to tinker and and look for that extra you know and look for the gray mile. area too well the gray <laughs> no that's i knew he was old school when he said that uh, because that's what rules are for oh. right 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 that you know and you, you really don't push the rules in the in the critical parts but the kind right. of, you know we kind of try to have fun with some of the stuff right. and <laughs> and body styles and stuff like that are kind of fun and this car is really it's a throwback to the to the mid 80s when the wedge cars were a big deal right we I, didn't go as extreme as what some of those are and we tried to keep it pretty close right and we could only go so long because the garage we were built the car in was only so long <laughs> oh my gosh but it's uh it's there. But isn't it funny? I don't know if you've seen a picture of it or not. Yeah, yeah no, we no, were I just got all it. looking Scott, at it. Scott sent us a picture of it, so I'm showing <laughs> it to all the guests. He passed it around. But you know what's funny about uh, motorsports? It's the only sport that you can be applauded for cheating. Well, <laughs> cheating or pushing the envelope? What well, okay, like? pushing the envelope. Maybe not so much today, yeah. but back in the day, because what NASCAR would do, if you were a crew chief and you were constantly pushing the envelope, they made you technical director. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Well, you look for correct. that stuff. Yeah. Actually, Gary Nelson yeah. was from San Bernardino. Yeah, <laughs> and he was he was yeah, one of when I the was best. Kid, he, right. When I was a kid, he, was, he spent all of his time with Ivan Baldwin who at the racetrack was, ironically, my dad's enemy, but they were best friends. <laughs> so if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, that's from motorsports? That's, that's kind of where it's... it's <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's really what it is, but that's amazing. So you're easy to find because you're topless. You're running topless, but can we have a... we have a color scheme and a number just to confirm it's you if we're in the seats? In the seats? Watching? Um, you know what? Yes, the car's the car's black. The numbers are blue. Most of the lettering is is blue and hot pink. And the reason for the pink is for breast can, for breast cancer awareness. Awesome. You'll you'll also see on all my cars thumbs up for a cure, which is for kids with cancer. Awesome. Um, and then I put the Nightmare Before Christmas stuff on it mm-hmm. because it's just kind of I try to make it fun for the kids. Sure. You know, give them something that they that they see to recognize and and just have a little fun with it. Well, and that's what's anymore. anymore, That's what I do with racing is I try to have fun with it. Well, and and that's the beauty of Paris Auto Speedway. Oh, I got goosebumps. Yes, you did. On that one. Paris Auto Speedway reaches out to the kids probably better than most tracks I've seen. Correct. 
correct. Yeah, with the Halloween when the all the drivers were giving out Halloween candy. Well, now they give candy out all the now, time. Yeah, and the music they play in between know. races and stuff. And then when the parents cool. take the kids home, they're full of candy and they won't go yeah. to bed yeah. and they well, can't sleep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what? Like, well, I could go there and have fun. <laughs> you know. What was that? What goes up always comes down. Yeah. <laughs> Thing for kids. Yeah. Take yeah. them home. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Well. I, you know, I, Paris to me is scary. I mean, that yeah, thing. Do you like that half mile? That's scary. Paris, Paris is big. Yeah. It's fast. Yes. Um, well, banked. It it can be a little bit tricky at times, depending on on the crowd that you're in with on the racetrack. Mm-hmm. There are some guys that that I trust to the end of time, mm-hmm. and there are some guys mm-hmm. that I can't stand when I get within twenty feet of them. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you know you got to take the good with the bad, yeah. and you hope right. for the best. But the nice thing about it is everybody knows each other. So when you do get into that situation, you either go past them or you go behind them, not to have to dance with them. Well, you know, it's that's one of the weird things about starting a new class. Is one of the big things that I've learned in as long as I raced is I study really hard the other guys I'm racing with. Mm-hmm. And now I get a, I got to study a whole new yeah. group of guys because I don't know them very it's a new well. New chapter, uh, yeah. And for as long as you've been racing, they're probably looking at you as the senior driver and somebody they got to go after. Well, sometimes they look at me with my last name and they think, "Man, that guy's an ass." But you know, <laughs> it is what it is. I wonder if there's any truth to that, Dave. No, there would never be any yeah. truth to that. Are you kidding? Well, for him to come in, though. He has candy. He has candy. For him to come in, though, and get second, then. Not, I'm saying I'm not saying there's a target on his back, no. but who's this new guy taking second place? Well, no, they're probably looking at his car saying, how's he get away with that? Hey, show me the rule. I can't do it. <laughs> um, I, you know what's funny is, is really, if you look at the rules, there's only a few cars on the bodies that are actually by the rules most of them are a little bit off but i think that they all just realize it and they have fun with it sure sure back to having fun let's face it yes it's a show it's entertainment you know what i'm saying we're weekend warriors that's exactly right and whether it's two wheel four wheel makes no difference you're putting on a show for the fans and the what you were mouthing something sponsors well we're going to get to that yeah, which is something I always do. Hopefully, you, you're either standing next to your car, or as I tell the eight-year-olds that we Write interview, it down. put it on a little three-by-five card and never go anywhere without it. So who gets you to the track? Oh, well, you know, I've been very fortunate um, because I was nearing what I thought was the end again for probably the fourth or fifth time of, of retirement. <laughs> and <laughs> And I got a phone call from um, a guy named Brian Bergeson at Bergeson Heating and Air. And he's in cahoots with um, Toyota of Redlands. And the two of them came on, and they kind of lit a fire under my rear. That's Plus, right. and I've also got some, you know, longtime sponsors and friends, um, Hus Trucking, uh, Carpet Station. They've been on my car forever. Um, Edmore Drive Lines which is really important in race cars because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of a lot of guys don't pay attention to that. But then um, Professional Racers Emporium 2.0, which is Shelley, um, they help me a lot. Uh, let's see. Rebel Signs, A First Impression. Um, 
And then I get a lot of embroidery work done at BSR in okay. Riverside there. So, you know, it, it, it's a lot of people look for big sponsors, and I don't know if that's always the best thing to do on the weekend warrior type thing. Right. Because the little sponsors, if you've got a, a lot of little ones, it does the same thing as a big one. That's right. Where's and, your food sponsor? So, <laughs> my mom and Eileen take care of it. Ah! And they're very good at it. Because no. I, I tell all my I tell all my kids that come in, got to get a food sponsor, man. Got to get a food sponsor. Because I don't know if you've ever, have you ever been to Cajon Speedway? I have. When I was a kid, my dad used to go down there and race a few times a year. Yeah. Now, it's asphalt, I know. And you guys kind of turn your nose up to asphalt. Oh, oh, I, I race anything. I've been racing <laughs> asphalt and dirt my entire life. All right. Well, then you're there. Hey, so, so are yeah. you social media oriented? I'm on I'm on Facebook. I don't really get into Twitter and all that. No, stuff. no, 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 no. But I mean, on Facebook, they're more than welcome to follow it. All right. And what what's uh, what's the handle on Facebook? Uh, Chuck Becker. Boy, that's pretty it's hard. Chuck Let Becker, me... and you'll you'll see a picture of me with my. I'm, I think um, I'm wanting to say Doug Allen took a photo. No, no, not Doug Allen. Um, one of the guys at Paris took a took a picture, and it actually was a really good one. So I just posted it <laughs> as my Facebook. Cover. So you used it. Dang. Yes, I did. All right. Well, hey, you're more than welcome. Oh, I missed I missed the sponsor because oh. I didn't have my 3 by 5 card. Go. <laughs> One of my lifelong friends, family member, however you want to word it, Randy Thornell, BRT Racing Engines. Ah, there we there go. You go. Woo, there you go. There you go. Good thing you threw that one in. Hey, get my contact. Him and Ray Estrada. All right. It's dead. Well, get my contact info from Scott Delosio since he gave you this number. And if you okay. maybe off-season or in-between, uh, just for your little sponsors, and if you don't mind hauling the rig down to San Diego, I'd love to put you on TV. You know, I promised you that like four or five years ago when we won one of the championships, and I still owe it. Yeah. I wasn't going to well, say but nothing, but I'm still here. You yep. notice that. Just get the win for us I next can... week and then come down. Yeah. Well, I I'm not even going for anything but a win. That's all you're there for, except it. have fun. That's what I'm there for next week. All right, buddy. Hey, <laughs> thanks a million for calling in. We sure appreciate it. Chuck Becker, folks, go check him. He's driving a convertible. Thank you for having me. Topless. <laughs> Topless. Paris Auto Speedway. All right, this is Racer Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to Racer Radio. FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. You know, I got to tell you before we uh, go back, this guy knows him too, but I had uh, Joaquin Arnett on, and we would go to break, and he just kept talking. <laughs> and he never shut up. He never knew. And I said, well, I'm doing a commercial, but he'd be telling the story. So I said, all right, fine. Okay. For a whole hour, we go in and out of breaks, and he would never, ever stop talking. This segment is brought to you by... Uh-oh. Got to get another page here. There it is. Uh, certified Car Clinic. I got a dyno in that. I, le- I left my racer radio paperwork home (laughs) certified car clinic boy i tell you not only can they work on it but they got a dyno to just see how fast they can make it go certified car care.net certified car care.net well Brittany is dug up in the archives yes and found an old motorcycle Uh, racer a man of many stories um a lot of good ones were coming out in the green room and mark and i think he should share one with you about uh don vet Somebody walking up to you and thinking 
You're oh, an imposter. Well, we were at uh, at Bonneville in the Streamliner, and I was sitting in the Streamliner, and this guy came up and says, "Donnie, how you doing?" And I said, "Oh, I'm doing fine." You know, he says, "Well," and he was chatting and you know, something like that, and he uh, had a great big old diamond ring on his little finger and stuff. And I go, oh, "I don't know who the guy is, but you know, okay, you know, I'm doing fine." And uh, then he went off and he says, who's that son of a bitch in the streamliner saying he's Don Vesco? And the, the, on the streamliner, one side of it says Don Vesco because I was a backup writer. And the other side said Don Angel. <laughs> and so, you know, he said, how you doing, Don? Oh, and he said Don. Yeah. But anyway, the guy, he was the Canadian importer for Harley Davidson. So he had a whole bunch. Yeah. You know, he was, a, he was way up there. Heavy and he gets, a, he gets a stipend from every Harley that went into, into Canada. So anyway, that was, uh, that, was that. Causing and, a ruckus. The what? A ruckus you were causing. Uh, yeah. yeah. So anyway, it was, uh, it's a fun place to go. and uh, It's uh, on my bucket list. On, yeah. No, you that. don't put it on your bucket list. You go there. I know, yeah. I know, I know. Uh, that, the other thing about it is that it's a really, really large sodium deposit. And so all kinds of unusual things happen there. I'm sitting there looking around, and I looked up at the sky, and there's a cloud and it looked exactly like the streamliner. Really? Wow. And then the cloud went away. I think the heat was getting uh, to him, Mark. And then I've been he in sure a does. sandstorm, I've been in a snowstorm, I've been in a hailstorm, and a salt storm. Yeah. The wind is blowing so hard across the salt that the toilet, the porta potties are skating across the salt. <laughs> and they said any records? Then the, uh, uh, we had taken the stuff That's off good. of the... Um, <laughs> A streamliner, the body work off the streamliner, and we had it sitting down uh, by the uh, um, the pit there. And we came back the next morning, the body work's all gone. What? Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll have to run it with no body work on it. And so there was this one, uh, it was a diesel truck. It was called the Green Monster. Yep, and so they came over and says, uh, you know, we've got some stuff you guys might like to have. So they Saved the stuff when the salt the, oh, the salt storm it, came up and blew it all them. away. I mean, they, so that, that was that was pretty good. Yeah. So there's a lot of really really good stories at Bonneville. I don't I've only got like maybe one tenth of one percent of the stuff that goes on there, and oh, just yeah. uh, just uh, just uh, uh, totally amazing. And then it was in 1998. I got a ride in it because Vesco was busy with the Turbinator. Mm-hmm. And so he says, well, you know, I, I, I don't have time to do that. You go ahead and do it. So uh, I uh, crashed at about 198 I, miles an hour. I have a quote here, and that's about that. I was, uh, gonna, yeah. I was wondering yeah. if it's true. It was true. on uh, some television program for about two years, you know, and the thing was pencil rolling. You got to relive your crash <laughs> yeah. for two years. Yeah, I got to relive that crash for a long time. <laughs> and so don't you love uh, that? after the the crash, then they took you over and take you to get the ambulance. I'm sitting in the ambulance. Well, I know there's nothing wrong with me, but I got a bad leg. And so there's blood all over my leg, you know. I said, oh, there's something wrong with you. And I said, well, there's nothing wrong with me. So I got tired of sitting in the ambulance, so I got up and started walking. Well, I'm five miles from the pits, <laughs> but I didn't even think about it. Yeah. So I'm walking along, and I'm going, oh, man, I sure didn't make a mistake because yeah. I'm this almost myself walking across way. the salt there. And some guy came along and gave me a ride back to the pits. And, uh, Talk then, to Mike. Oh, yeah. And then when uh, when uh, we got the record there for uh, – it was in 2000 – I think it was 2017 – Maybe. 
I don't remember which year it was. But anyway, it was the fastest on the salt, and it was an AMA uh, um, meet. And uh, uh, when I went, made the down run toward the road, uh, I got out and I, and I, and I took my boots off. Uh, you know, because you got the fire suit on and all that kind of stuff. I took my boots off and I was walking around in the salt. Well, that's not a good thing to do. It sucked all the moisture out of my feet and they cracked and started bleeding. Uh, so that night, that night, I went down to the market and I hobbled down to the market. I didn't walk down to the market. I hobbled down to the market and I bought a pair of socks. So okay, I'm going to go back and I'm put these socks on. I'm going to put Vaseline in them and put them on my feet. Well, I got these damn socks, and I took them out of the package, and they're like these baby socks. Oh, so I had to walk back down to the store to get another pair of socks. You know, so that's just... you just can't take this guy anywhere. No. <laughs> so, so yeah, no, yeah. That's uh, amazing. A lot of a lot of cool stuff. So on. you're in the two two hundred mile an hour club. What are you in the two hundred mile an hour club? I'm in the two hundred one club, which was started by something else. The two hundred mile an hour club is a. Uh, um, BNI, SCTA right. thing. And so this was not a BNI oh, okay. meet. Okay. Uh, it yep. was a uh, the Bub meet. Okay. And, and you're familiar with that at all? I've heard of it. Yeah, okay. So Bub stands for Big Ugly Bastard. So they put it on, and uh, he quit doing that. And his uh, uh, daughter-in-law now runs it, and okay. you know it's a pretty—it's all motorcycles, yeah, so yeah, that, that makes yeah, it kind of nice. Yeah. And I kind of like going to the uh, Speed Week because there's just so much cool stuff. Oh, there. Daytona or up, no, up no, in Bonneville. 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 I'll okay. go to Daytona, and that's where all the the summer people go to right. swim in the water. Oh, yeah. Um, Spring break. Uh, uh, so at, at Bonneville, they have a Speed Week. They have Speed Week. Uh, then they have uh, the World of Speed. They have the uh, Bub Meet, and then they have the World Finals. Mm-hmm. Well, I could go there and spend the whole summer, but you know my roses would die, right. so uh, I can't. I can't do that. But um, I got a rose trick for you. you go gotta, to your go to your nearest repair shop that turns brake rotors. Uh huh. Ask them if you can have the iron that's that that comes from the cutting of the rotor. Uh huh. Take a tablespoon and put that in in your roses. About oh, I have a boring bar, and so I bore cast iron barrels, oh, okay. and I saved the uh, cast see, iron, see. put the you roses didn't think, in. You didn't think I was going to come up with that, did you? Because yeah. that stuff, people ask me all the time, how do your roses come out so beautiful? Yeah, yeah. yeah and my favorite is a double delight. Yeah. That's a good rose. That is not a Sounds like this has turned into uh, rose. How did we Welcome get there? to Rose Radio. Oh, did you notice how we I just kind of drifted? Well, racers and roses, man. I've got 50, I've got 50 oh, roses. Uh, I'm getting a T-shirt. Uh, races, yeah. races, 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 roses. Yeah, that's a good idea. T-shirt. Yeah. Of the interview. Yeah. Hey, you know what? So I'll tell you the one thing that amazes me about, about the land speed racing is, like, you, with any other discipline, you're prepping a car to go to a race. Right. And it might be every single weekend that you're going to a race. Right. Bonneville... You're prepping a car for one time a year. That's it. And I remember a story, and I know Donnie knows it well, that they prepped the, the streamline. So Sonny used to have a fundraiser at the shop, and we'd do a ride, and everybody would donate. But they had got the streamliner out there, and they they were doing an engine run and goosed the throttle and destroyed the gearbox. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> How close to the I race. I had that gearbox. So all, yep. the, all the teeth were missing off them. You well, prepped we took for an that... entire year and destroy it on the test but stand. But now, wait a minute. Uh. Wait a minute. We took it all apart, 
and took all the gears out of it and ran one gear. It was a four-speed transmission, oh. but we ran one gear. On race so I started day? out in high gear. Yeah. So I ran 180 miles an hour, 190 miles an hour or something. But yeah. Nice redirection, so Mark. So when you're there. That was good. We got to have this guy around, Mark. Hey, you, be quiet. We have to go away. He doesn't hear the music. Gun Owners Radio coming up next. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Thank you, gentlemen. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 